It's the the pre-Pesach, the the Passover special edition of the Marty Roberts Show, and it's uh, I, I'm, I'm so excited I can't even wait to get to get to. We've we've got stories about Madonna, we've got we've got Jethro Tull, we've got we've got what may be the details about the largest one of the largest business deals between Israel and an Arab. We've got. I'll bet you never knew what a dangerous holiday Passover was. Is the the leading up, the preparations of Passover, the dangers of the Seder itself, and 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 all these stories, all these stories will be still be still be keeping it real in Israel. You, you don't want to miss this one. But, but but first, I, I I saw this. This kind of blew my mind. I mean, you know, like the story of the Exodus from Egypt. You know, the Jews' Exodus from Egypt. Moses leading the children out of Israel from slavery to freedom. It's like you know, like like one of the iconic stories. One one of the you know one one of one of the like universal themes. Story known. By everybody, every religion, every child, every adult knows the story. The Jews were enslaved in Egypt for hundreds of years, working under the under under the Pharaoh, and Moses arose to to lead the children of Israel, the Israelites, out of out of Egypt to freedom from slavery to freedom, ultimately to the borders. Of the land of Israel through through miracles through God's outstretched arm. I mean, it doesn't matter you're Christian, Jew, whatever. You know the story. I mean, like like nobody would ever argue with with the the, the facts of of that story, with the nature of the story of Moses leading the children out of Egypt. The the, the Exodus, the basis of the Passover holiday. No one would disagree with that, right? Wrong. <laughs> this this blew my mind. I mean, like it can't be serious, but it is serious. Uh, this a Palestinian university lecturer was teaching in a <laughs> this is a lecture that appeared on the Palestinian Authority TV program on religion. This guy's a university professor. And it was broadcast on Palestinian TV that that Moses, a Muslim, brought the Muslims of the children of Israel out of Egypt. <laughs> what? Huh? What? What? <laughs> he, he refers to the subsequent Israeli conquest of the land of Israel as as the first Palestinian liberation. Of Palestine, he said. This conquest, he taught, was led. The conquest of, of Israel, of Palestine, was led not by Joshua, as the Bible tells it. You know, the Old Testament, the Jewish Torah, the Christian Old Testament. N- not by Joshua, but by Saul, known as Talut in the in in, uh, in the Quran, who was also said to be the one to have slayed. Goliath. The, this, I'm, I'm serious about this. This is this was uh, 
This was brought to my attention by the, by, by Itamar Marcus and, and his people at the, at Palestinian Media Watch, palwatch.org. Wonderful work they do there. And you can see, you can see the video of the lecture there, but you can take my word for it. That, that's what this university lecturer said on, on Palestinian Authority TV. So, you know, this, <laughs> the, some of this, the way that, that he presents this story is a retelling of Islamic tradition. But, but some of it is distortion of, of even the Koran for political purposes. The, 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 this lecturer doesn't even tell the truth as it is told according to the Koran. The Koran the Islam's kind of Bible thing, refers to the children of Israel in their land in many chapters. You see that the Quran talks about the children of Israel in their land, in Israel. But, but it never refers to them or anyone else as Palestinians. There's no, there's no Palestinians mentioned in the Quran. This is like a modern-day invention palestine was the name given to israel went by by the romans when they threw the jews out of what was then known as israel the romans renamed it palestine and then, and then of course under the under the british mandate it continued the ancient land of israel continued to be known as as palestine based on the roman name and and the people that lived there in 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 what had been ancient israel were known as Palestinians, people who lived there in that land that was named by the Romans Palestine. So they're mostly Jews and some some of the Arabs that lived there. They were Palestinians. And, and so, so the Palestinians of today are a total invention. But 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 at any rate, certainly the Koran, the Islamic teachings, in no way ever mentions Palestinians. And and likewise, the Koran never refers to Israel's conquest as a Palestinian conquest. It talks about the children of Israel conquering the land. So, but, but the lecture on Palestinian Authority TV deviates even from his own Islamic tradition, and he calls the nation of Israel's conquest of the land of Israel the first Palestinian liberation through armed struggle to liberate Palestine. R r bizarre. So, so this is the, 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 the guy, it's Dr. Omar Ja'ara. He's lecturer at Al-Naja University in, in Nablus, what we know as Shem, by the way. And, and, and he's a specialist, <laughs> specialist in Israeli affairs on Palestinian Authority, on the Palestinian Authority TV <clears throat> religion program. Th this is what he said. He said, we must make clear to the world that David in the Hebrew Bible is not connected to David in the Quran. Solomon in in the Hebrew Bible is not connected to Solomon in the Quran. See, he's trying to like break off any 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 historical connection between the Quran and the Hebrew Bible, but we all know that Islam developed out of Judaism. You know, and, and so there's obviously the, the connection between, between the Torah, the Old Testament, and the Quran. It's obvious and it's natural as the, as the religion of, of, of Islam developed. You know, this, this is ridiculous. He's, now, first, he tries to deny any of the biblical connection of the Jews from Israel. 
And now he's trying to disconnect Islam and the Quran from Judaism and the Torah. But it, it can't, it, it, it's a lie. It's all lies. He, he says, he says, uh, he says, Solomon in the Hebrew Bible is not connected to Solomon in the Quran, and neither is Saul or Joshua, son of Nun. <laughs> we have a great leader, Saul, in the Quran, who defeated the nation of giants and killed Goliath. This is a great Muslim victory. <laughs> the Muslims of the children of Israel went out of Egypt under the leadership of Moses. And unfortunately, many researchers deny the exodus of those oppressed people who were liberated by a great leader like Moses the Muslim, the believing leader, the great Muslim, who was succeeded by Saul, the leader of these Muslims, in liberating Palestine. And you watch this guy on the, on the TV, he's like, like this intellectual, you know, like, like giving this academic, like, of, of lies, complete BS, co complete baloney. He, he goes, this was the first Palestinian liberation through armed struggle to liberate Palestine from the nation of giants led by Goliath. This is our logic, and this is our culture. Yeah, it, it sure is. Logic and culture of lies. You, you want you, you want to get the real story of the Exodus from Egypt. I mean, of course, you can read the Bible. You know, you can read the the Old Testament if you're a Christian. You can read the Torah. You know, the book of of Shemot. The you know the book called the book of Exodus. You know, that you, you can read when you you can pay attention if you happen to be Jewish and you're sitting at a Passover seder this uh, this Friday night as we read the Haggadah, which tells the story, the real story of the of the Exodus from Egypt. But but there's a another a, a novel way if, if you want to get the story like like fast, like in under four minutes. There's a there's a video that that you can watch, and it's based on it's based on Queen. Yeah, there's there's a there's a new video out on YouTube, uh, and uh, it's a uh, it, it it's 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 based on one of Queen, one of Freddie Mercury's greatest hits, the the Bohemian Rhapsody, and uh, the, the, it started when it, it, it's come out of Aish HaTorah, the 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 HaTorah Yeshiva that has its main center in Jerusalem, but with branches all around the world, and uh, the. the they said it all started when one of the visitors to the Asia Torah website suggested the idea of bringing together the Bohemian Rhapsody and the storyline of the Exodus from Egypt. <laughs> so, so, so they did. They put this thing together. They, they rushed to create lyrics to the Bohemian Rhapsody melody, and, and they put out this this video starring puppets. Created by by Yitzchak Pecker, of of um, um, no sorry uh, of Jerusalem's trained theater. P 
Pecker has over a hundred puppets in his possession, and and so 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 the team, all the team needed to do was select from Pecker's puppets the the the, the, the puppets. This is like like a tongue twister. How many how many of Pecker Puckers Peter Peter? They they picked the Pecker puppets that were going to play the leads in this video to 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 retell the story of the Exodus from Egypt. To the Bohemian Rhapsody of Queen, and so so you got it. You can watch it. The Exodus from Egypt in less than four minutes, set to Queen's music. It, it, it's pretty cool. You, you know what? I, I'm going to put it up there. You, you don't have to go searching for it. Go go. You, you know we have a website. It's the the, the website for the show. It's at MartyRobertsBlog.com. You go there. I'm going to put up the video, this 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 video put out by Aisha Torah, the story of the Exodus from Egypt, based on Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. It'll be right there, sitting there, right on the page for today's show at MartyRobertsBlog.com. While you're there, watch the video. I'm going to put a bunch of other stuff on today's special. Passover show. I'll tell you about the stuff that's going to be there as the show goes on. But go there, and th- then you can go visit the homepage at MartyRobertsBlog.com. You can sign up to to follow me on Twitter. You can you can you can sign up to uh, to like the the fan page of the show. You, you, there's articles there. I sometimes write things. There's the library of shows, the searchable library of shows, and there's the most the all important donate button. Which, which I thank you, my friends, that have been clicking it ever more frequently these days. It, it, it helps to keep the show coming in a regular and timely manner so, so that I don't have to take all the money out of my own pocket here to do this. Click on Donate. There's a secure way to, to support the show. But, but go watch the videos that we're talking about on the show. And uh, you can download the show and do these all, uh, all these cool other things that I'm telling you about. And it's all at MartyRobertsBlog.com. I, I know, it's not the right song. I'm sorry. Sorry. What can I do? It's still a good song by Queen. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't get Bohemian Rhapsody quickly enough. Go to the website and you can see the, the real thing. It's still Queen, come on. Hey, speaking of, of Pesach videos, I got courtesy of the, uh, of the Jerusalem Post here the, in Israel. I've got, and, and I'm putting these up on the website too, martyrobertsblog.com. It's like their picks of the five, the top five Passover videos. They're pretty cool. They're cool. They're all short, you know, YouTube things. That so so you can you want to see any of them? Go to MartyRobertsBlog.com. The first one is the Google Exodus. We, we've got we've got like the Queen Asha Torah Exodus. We, we also got Google Exodus, which asks the question: What if Passover happened today? <laughs> Even Google doesn't say that that Moses would be a Muslim leading the Palestinians out of Egypt to conquer Goliath and, and the land of Palestine. They don't say that. What would happen today? What role would the Internet play? Would Moses, much like all our grandparents, be social media 
inept. They're, they're asking the question like, like, would Moses the Jew be using like, like Twitter and uh, and Facebook and stuff? It's entertaining. If you want to check it out at MartyRobertsBlog.com. Then you got the. Uh, this 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 video is already three years old, but still timely on Passover. Twenty things to do with matzah. You know, you know, like uh, I, I don't know. You might you might you might need to know this stuff. The uh, one nearly one and a half million views. So it's uh, it's certainly popular. I guess people are looking to do other things with matzah than like like smear it with peanut butter when you you know take it out on your. Uh, on your Passover trips, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> then you got number three, Dianu, coming home. A- another another holiday musical parody by the Fountainheads, and it's based on uh, on Didi's "Coming Home" and CeeLo Green's "Forget You." So check that one, Dianu, coming home. Th- then you got you got Jake Gyllenhaal and the Afi Coleman. That's video number four. The uh, Jewish actor Jake Gyllenhaal, who's from from Shalom Sesame, and uh, and Jake teaches kids about the Afikomen while uh, while forgetting where he hid is. You know that that's the portion of the matzah that 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 we we hide during the Passover seder. You know we leave it for the kids to find, and you, you can't conclude the seder, the Passover seder, without eating. The afikomen, this piece of matzah. So, it's like the tradition. It's designed to help keep the kids interested in the seder, to, to help keep them awake, and and they search for the afikomen, and then they like they like hold it for ransom. So you give them like you promise them like presents or money or whatever, so that they'll give you back the afikomen to finish the seder. And uh, so so that that's the tradition. So so this video is is explaining. The, the 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 story what the deal is with the afikomen to kids then number five you've got are you smarter than a 10 year old which is the uh, the the, uh, the British version of are you smarter than a fifth grader where uh, once again uh, you know a parody kind of thing where where a Jew saves the day check them out uh, they're, they're all up there you can watch them in one place at Marty Roberts blog dot com hey, on a little more serious note, I'm going to put up one more video there at martyrobertsblog.com there's a, there's another a Passover video kind of like like a moving thing it's uh it's going viral on YouTube it's a it's featuring the 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 chief rabbi of South Africa Dr. Warren Goldstein as well as Jewish recording artist Yaakov Shweki and they they, they this uh this YouTube video they've created is going bonkers it's it's like uh, I think it's about 6 minutes long 7 minutes and it shows the 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 sweep of Jewish destiny from ancient Egypt to nuclear Iran and it's a it, it's a it's a Passover message from from the chief rabbi of uh, of South Africa it's based on 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 the the the, the, the little the piece in the, in the Haggadah in in the story the the, the book that we use to uh, for the format of the Passover Seder the Vehi uh, Shiamda from the Haggadah there and 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 it talk talking about the the uh, the miracle that 
that is, the miracle that is the existence, the continued existence whatsoever of the Jewish people. Check it out at martyrrobertsblog.com. Hey, the, uh, the the Google Passover video questions whether uh, whether Moses Moshe Rabbeinu would have been uh, would have been uh, <laughs> would have been up to date on social media and computers. Well, there's no question that we are. Even this grandfather here and and the grandmother that he's married to. We're we're on Twitter and Facebook and and all the social media and uh, spend a good number of hours per day in front of the uh, the old computer screen. And uh, so 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 not inappropriate that that I'm going to tell you about these the top 5 Passover apps. You know, for your smartphone, for, most of these are, are, are purely for like your iPhone, your iPad. There's a couple of Android there, but uh, th- this is also courtesy of, of of the Jerusalem Post. They've been putting together some good stuff towards uh, as Pesach, as Passover comes upon us, and and they're they're regular. They, they got like a regular column by this guy where uh, where he he uh, he features apps. You know, and if you don't know what they are, then then you truly are like like Moses in the internet age. Although something tells me that 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 Moses would have figured it out, but Mo, Moses the Muslim that is, huh? But so 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 here's some here's five apps that are that are specifically for Passover. And and first, ob- the most obvious, <clears throat> you know, starting on uh, on the night when 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 the the when when the the, the holiday of passover the, the seder day goes out we start with the svirata omer the counting of the omer this, this we it, it's we do it here at the ending of the of the first of the holiday day of passover my 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 jewish friends still living in exile who who celebrate two seders two days of passover do it at the seder at the second seder night and it's something you got to remember for uh, for a long time, there's like seven weeks where where every day you must count the Omer, and there's a lot of this mystical connotations to it. It, it. it it's it's related to to some ancient laws and customs of the Jews. We won't go into details about counting of the Omer. We've done that on other shows, by the way. If you want to search for shows on on uh, counting of the Omer at, at the website martyrrobertsblog.com. But but at, at anyway, it's a law. You have to remember to do this ritual count of the Omer every day in a timely manner for seven weeks. And it's very easy to forget. And like if you forget one day, you kind of lose like, like, like a large portion of the mitzvah. So, so the, this, the Sfirot app will, will remind you to count the Omer and it also will bring like like with every day there's like 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 associations with with concepts with kabbalistic concepts that that are designed for spiritual renewal and personal growth and introspection and and uh, it, it, it's really a time for looking looking inward and uh, so so this app is based on a book by uh by uh by rabbi by rabbi Haber and uh the uh, 
so they, they created this app, which on a day-by-day basis will not only remind you to, to count the Omer, but also like give you the daily spiritual inspiration that, that the counting of the Omer is supposed to, supposed to give to you. It's uh, a, a cool little thing there. Then we've got sell, search, and destroy chametz. You know, one of the rituals that we do the night before the Passover Seder night is, is we get out a feather, a wooden spoon, and a candle, and we, we do a final ritualistic search in our house to remove any trace of leaven, of chametz, because it, it's, it's forbidden to have, for a Jew to own, to see, to have in his possession any leaven, any chametz, any regular bread, leaven products. That's what we have, only matzah, only unleavened products during during Passover. So rusty bricks, no chametz, will, will walk you through the, the, the selling, the searching, the destroying of, of all the forbidden foods with a guide that, of, of the of the, the halachot, the Jewish laws that accompany each of these tasks, and the blessings that you recite, and, and the dates and deadlines by which you have to complete all these duties. When you have to search for the chametz, first step is is like, like this year on Thursday night, we search for the chametz with the candle and the spoon, and then and then on the eve of Passover, the afternoon of the of the Seder night, we have to destroy the chametz that we found. We burn it. And there's there's blessings that you say each time and, and, and sometime before the holiday, also if there, if there's chametz like like you got like expensive stuff or a lot of it that, that you just you don't want to burn. You know, you just don't you know you got like that, that unopened bottle of single malt, you know, which is chametz, you don't want to burn it. So what we do is there's 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 halachic, there's there's ways through Jewish law to sell the the chametz to a non-Jew, and and then, then after the holiday is over, we can buy it back from him. And it, it's a it's true, it's a legal loophole, but it's totally kosher, and 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 we do this. So so this app, this uh, the rusty bricks no chametz will help you do all of these 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 things, these rituals, these laws that you need to follow if you are a, a Torah observant Jew prior to. Passover. But by the way, I, I'm going to get back to some more of these Passover apps. But but I, I just mentioned the uh, the ritual, the sale of chametz. Well, the state of Israel. You know, we got a lot of Jews here, and we got a lot of chametz. That a lot of leaven, a lot of bread and and bread products that belong to the state, and 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 so like and, and not to mention maybe that's in the possession of all the observant Jews in the country, and and there's like a massive sale every year of this chametz to to a non-Jew, and for the past 15 years that non-Jew is Jabbar Hussein, who is a Muslim. He's an Arab Israeli citizen, and he's been buying all of the state of Israel's leaven, chametz, as part of an agreement with, with Israel's chief rabbi. And, and so th- th- this might be, this well might be one of the biggest deals between uh, Israel and a non-Jew th- that there is. So, so the, uh, the deal, it's estimated at, at 150 
billion dollars and and it, it, obviously it's 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 designed to 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 avoid wasting you know like literally like billions of dollars worth of worth of food so so the uh the uh, the chametz it's acquired from the state companies from the prison service the 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 na- the nation's stock of emergency pl- uh, supplies and 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 from all the rabbis that are appointed as agents by the by the Jewish households in the state of Israel and they do this deal he, he uh, with Jabbar Hussein, who explained that his his annual meeting with Rabbi Avaji Yosef to execute the deal is a great honor to him. And what happens? He's Hussein is department head. He's a department head at the Ramada Renaissance Hotel in Jerusalem, and and he gives Israel like a deposit on the hundred fifty billion dollar deal. He gives him a check for a hundred thousand shekels, which is about, you know, like twenty seven thousand dollars. And uh and that, that that makes him like the king of Khamates here, the king the king of leavening in uh in uh, in, in Israel. And then after the holiday is over, the uh, the the Jews, Israel decides, Oh, you know, you know what? I'll tell you what, we'll buy it back from you. And they, they give them they give them the money back, and, and we all get our, our chametz back, and I can drink my single malt and not have to throw it away. Oh, oh right, I don't have any single malt. This, well, a lot of people do. And Hussein says, I get telephone calls from people in the, in the territories and in East Jerusalem asking me to help them to please give them some of my bread to eat. But, but he says, uh, I have to explain that it's, uh, I, I, it's mine, but, and, and, you know, legally I can give it to you, but like, I really, it would take me a while to get hold of it. And, uh, you know, so, so bottom line is, uh, mm, I really, uh, I, I'm sorry, but, uh, but I really can't help you out. So so back to those apps. You want you want to like like occupy your 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 kids while you're preparing for Passover. You can uh, you, you can give them like your iPhone or your iPad, and uh, and, and you can use this app that's a uh, Jeremy Poisson's I Manishtana. <laughs> this it's a th- this is a cool thing. It it it'll teach your kid to uh, to 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 do. You know that portion of the Passover Seder that the youngest person at the table is supposed to do, reciting the the four questions. You know the Firkashes, the Manishtana, and that this iPhone app, I Manishtana, will teach him the words and the tune and 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 the meaning of it as well. That there's all this interactive stuff, and and, and it can record also, so that you, you can, the, the the kid can practice learning it and then record it and hear him or him or herself saying it back and uh, th- this one costs 99 cents i didn't mention the uh the, the homemates one is free the omer counting one costs like five bucks and this one costs costs a buck then uh then you got so it's a cool, cool thing for your kids then you've got the uh passover ou kosher which this one you can also not just for your eye products it's also available for android and and it combines the former OU Passover app, and, and as well as a general kosher foods directory that can that can answer your questions about you know kashrut of items for Passover and 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 just just kashrut in general according to the OU the Orthodox Union. So OU kosher is a a useful one.
then last but not least, you got, you know, the uh, <laughs> one of the problems, one of the problems, you know, you, eat, you eat a lot of matzah on uh, on Passover. And, uh, you know, so, so like those of us that watch our carbs, you know, and, and uh, you know, you got there's a you, you got an app called Food Street Passover, which, which will give you recipes that you can that you can use for your Seder for during Passover, give you like like kosher for Pesach recipes so that you can uh, <laughs> you, you can maybe use the 20 ways of using matzah video to do things other than than just eating matzah on Passover. So this one costs a buck also. If you're interested, check it out. Yeah, so one of the one of the dangers of the Passover holiday, you know, we mentioned the uh, the the you know you got to worry about the kashrut of everything you eat. You also got to worry about the calories of what you eat. There's a matzah, potatoes, chocolate, cake, nuts, wine, and all kinds of all kinds of other goodies that you eat on the holiday during the the uh, the, the 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 seven day eight day holiday are designed. To just to just fatten you up like crazy, it's really dangerous. the The seder alone, the seder meal, not counting the four cups of wine we have to drink according to Jewish law, desserts, nuts, and other fattening foods that we add in. Just the basic, the, the seder meal alone can total like like seventeen hundred calories. That's a half a pound of weight gain. Right there. So, uh, so, so the Jerusalem Post talked to Sigal Frischman, who's the head of diet, the diet and nutrition unit at the Rabin Medical Center, Balenson campus in, uh, in, in Petach Tikva, talking about the, you know, she mentioned how, how hosts of Passover seders, they, they're trying to impress the guests with, uh, with, uh, you know, all their fancy cooking and, and tend to, tend to be presenting a lot of real, real calorie rich food. And so, so you know, a, a lot of people take off. You don't work during Cholamoed, you know, the, the intermediate days of Pesach. And we go out, you know, teuling, hiking, visiting places. It's, not a, place, it's not, a, not a good time to be on the roads and be at tourist sites during Passover because it's loaded with people, with family. It's wonderful, but it's also, like, like really crowded. So, so you get a chance, like, to hike and, and walk and do activities to burn off the calories, but you're also, like, eating out at restaurants and, and you know, every meal, like, matzah sloshed with, with butter and stuff. So, so, so you're probably eating more more than than you're expending in energy so and, and you got you know like like the matzah problem that that y- you know you eat matzah it just doesn't satisfy it makes you want to eat more but but like one sheet of matzah contains like 150 calories as well as like like making you hungry so uh so you know you can you, you can like just you know gut it out tough it up know you're going to go on a diet after you can try and watch it take it a little easy you, you can eat light matzah which has like 80 calories or uh, like they have like high fiber matzah and stuff they're all kosher you can't use those things on the seder during that you have to have like like real matzah but uh you know you can during the rest of the holiday you can eat like the low calorie stuff the high fiber stuff you can use like uh like low calorie spreads instead of like that delicious yummy butter and peanut butter but oh that no that, that'd be crummy because it's uh it just it tastes so good why, why would you want to do that <music> to not get fat obviously <laughs> 
you got to, you know, Frischman says you got to watch out for eggs, you know, but, uh, but so, so she says, well, you know, maybe you might, might want to just, just use egg whites instead of, instead of the whole eggs. And, uh, so, but this is interesting. So Frischman suggests that at the Seder itself, you know, this year on Friday night, she says she recommends wearing clothing that's a little bit too tight around the waist. So, so that you'll feel full before you actually are. <laughs> oh, that takes away all the fun. It's like, you know, you, what, you, so, so what are you going to do? Like, you're going to stop eating at the Seder. You know, you're wearing a tight, like, tight dress, tight pants. No, you're going to, like, open up the buttons or loosen the belt. Come on, really. But, you know, do that. And, that, and, and also, like, so drink a lot of water or sugarless drinks throughout the holiday to minimize constipation from the matzah. And, and, and you should... Also, chew your food well. You know, sa- safety nutrition tri- tips for Passover. So or, you know, you can kind of say, well, you know, Passover just comes once a year. I really like that matzah and butter and uh, what the heck. Once a year, it's a holiday. I'm going to splurge and we'll worry about it after. So the, the Seder itself can be quite dangerous for your waistline, but, but it's really, it's like, like the preparation time that's dangerous for the rest of your body, for you and for your children. The, the, you know, what, what we do all the, 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 the pre-Passover cleaning, and, uh, and, and it, it turns out that more children here in Israel suffer accidents from poisoning or, or, or drowning during the two weeks before Passover than during any other two weeks of the year, and, and even more so during the week before Passover, when the children are home from school and the parents are involved in, in intensively cleaning the house. Nearly half of all child exposure to toxic chemicals occurs before Passover in children younger than six years old. So, so you got to like really be careful during your Passover cleaning, especially when the young ones are underfoot. Almost 80% of chemical ingestion during the week before Passover involved cleaning and home extermination materials. The most dangerous being bleach, detergents, extermination chemicals, oven cleaners, calcium strippers, and acids. So, so don't leave them around within the children's reach. And, 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 and by the way, they suggest here... And the, this is coming from Batarum, the, the, the Israel Center for Child Health and Safety and the National Poison Control Center and Haifa's Rambam Medical Center. They say, they say, never mix the different kinds of chemicals together. Like, like, like don't take like bleach and oven cleaner and decide, well, hey, I'm going to make a really strong stuff. I'm going to mix this stuff together because like, like it might like, it might like be explosive or, or, or it might like create like, like toxic fumes or something. So, so, so don't mix the stuff. Don't, don't mix the stuff up. So uh, they also suggest don't leave buckets around with even, with even small amounts of water. Don't leave them on the floor so, so that your little tiny kid can't possibly fall in the bucket and drown. They, they, say, say, they also warn, don't ever put chemicals in food bottles or cups or other kinds of like familiar containers. Like, like, like you put like, like your bleach into a, like, like a 
Coke bottle, your little kid comes along and says, oh, oh, look, look, some some white Coke and chugs it down. And, uh, you know, then you got the poisoning and you got the so, so like don't ever put like harmful stuff in like a food container because that's, that's like really dangerous for kids. And uh, and they, they also they, they said, put put your medicines in containers that young children can't open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there is such a thing. Like 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 I remember like I was growing up. Like, like my grandparents, you know, they're getting a little like older and shaky, you know, kind of like me today, you know. And uh, they, they'd say like they're trying to open like the aspirin thing. And I'm, I'm like eight years old. They like hand it to me and say, hey, you know, could you, Marty, could you open this for me? You know, I can't get the aspirin out. So, so they give it like the kid to open. So anyway, you still should do that. And, and they also suggest that adults must always read instructions and follow them before using products. <laughs> Yeah, right. Especially here in Israel, huh? <laughs> Read the instructions? I don't think so. You better think twice about the, uh, they also, medical centers report a, uh, a significant increase in child burns before Passover. Like, like, you know, when the cooking is going on and, uh, and uh, as well, as well as the falls. And the poisoning. So, so they are, you know, be careful. Like, don't hold your baby while you're cooking. You know, make sure the, the pots, the handles of the pots are pointed inwards, you know, not like extending over the stove where like a kid can grab the handle and <clears throat> dump the hot food in the hot pot on themselves. And, and you know, like, like when, when you do things like, like to make utensils kosher for Passover, like you, some things you don't want to buy all new stuff. So like, like you boil them. You put a big vat up of boiling water, and you put like knives and 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 and, and utensils in there, and then they, they they urge you like like make sure like you don't leave the things around like 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 when they're when they're red hot, you know, because because uh, your kid can like pick that up and burn the you know what out of themselves, and and like when you're cleaning the windows, you and your children they they suggest. They suggest make sure you have bars on your windows because, like, like you might be, like, when you're cleaning your window or your child comes while you're cleaning the window and it might be, like, on the fifth-story apartment and you, like, might fall out the window. So put bars on your window because pre-Pesach is a very, very dangerous time. No, no kidding. Hey, we're, we're going to wrap it up now. We're c- come to about the end of the this, the the, the Pesach show. But I, I would be remiss if I didn't cl- clue you in. I mean, if you're not coming for Passover, if you don't live here, or uh, you know, you might be thinking about a trip in the summer. Or if you do live here and you're looking for cool stuff to do in the summer, we got some <clears throat> we got some great musical events happening here. This uh, this summer in Israel, we we got Jethro Tull is coming back. I saw Jethro Tull for the first time here in Israel the year I came on Aliyah. The year I came here in 1991. They're uh, they're coming here. They're going to do three three concerts here in Israel between September 6th 
and the 8th. And uh, there'll be one at the Old Jerusalem Railway Station, then Haifa's International Convention Center, and the final show at the Renana Amphitheater. And uh, so, so you, you, can get, you, can see, uh, you can see Ian Anderson this summer, this, this fall, September, here in Israel. And uh, not to be outdone, Axel Rose is going to be here with, with Guns N' Roses. They're going to be here July 3rd in Higher Cone Park. Axel Rose is like the only one, the only original guy still left in the band, but uh, still worthwhile seeing if you're like uh, an Axel fan here. And, and it's a good, a good thing to do in Israel. That's not all. Also, th- this summer, we've got, we got Red Hot Chili Peppers coming. We've got Lady Gaga coming. And, and, and Madonna, who we've known for a while, is coming back to Israel. She's, she's adding a second concert. She, she's going to be here. She's coming like she's kicking off her international tour in Tel Aviv on May 29th. After after her latest album MDNA is released three days before, uh, not three days before, uh, um, uh, three months before on March March. Actually, it, it was released. What am I talking about? The album was re- released last week on March 26th. She's going to be here May 29th at uh, <clears throat> at the uh, in Tel Aviv, and she's added a uh, a concert for peace that that she's going to be doing on, on May 31st. In uh, at the Ramat Gan Stadium, so uh, Madonna's going to be here as well. Yo. Yeah, speaking of Madonna, you see, you know, Demi Moore, Madonna, the, the one who. Uh, who Madonna brought to Kabbalah, you know, another non-Jew studying Kabbalah, thanks to Madonna and uh, and Rabbi, in air quotes, Berg here. To, you know, after her latest, you know, la- latest embarrassment, you know, with her with her split up from from Ashton, and uh, you know, her her a nine one one call. She she's saying she's she's been going undergoing intense spiritual counseling since being released from the hospital. And she said her faith in the Jewish mysticism has allowed her to view her current troubles as a gift from which she can learn and grow. The right intervention happened in her life from a spiritual sense. It is a gift. She has a real opportunity to grow from it. She has to take responsibility for her life. But I don't know. Non-Jew, layperson doing Kabbalah. Eh, I don't know. But thanks, Madonna. Until next time, Marty Roberts in Israel. Have a happy and kosher Pesach. Shalom, shalom.